Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Bill uh, Woolly Mammoth Whittle, 10 days past the shelf life of his latest haircut. And uh, I'm here with my friend Alfonso Rachel coming to you from his... Uh, Pitching new studios in Texas, made possible by the members at BillWhittle.com, in part anyway, certainly. So, uh, Zoe, it's great to see you as always. Uh, Likewise. There's a there's a uh, a, a, a political uh, aphorism that I'm just a huge, huge believer in, and that's uh, Ronald Reagan's te- uh, 11th commandment, which is, thou shalt not speak ill of other Republicans. So, um, I'm not about to speak ill about anybody except for myself. Uh, but for those of you who have been um, uh, just kind of keeping your ear to the ground on this, there was a little kerfluffle between uh, Steve Crowder and Daily Wire in terms of uh, an offer that was made. And and I know both of these guys very well. I'm very good friends with Jeremy. I've been, Jeremy and I worked together 10 hours a day for five, six years. Uh, I, I went to, I uh, don't know Steve nearly as well, but Steve Crowder and I both went fishing at midnight in Fidel Castro's uh uh, Guantanamo Bay. That's not something everybody can say. So I, I know both these guys. I like both these guys. And I'm not going to get into the details of, of their specific arguments. So I want to talk about a dynamic that appears to be at least in play in here. And and that's all I'm going to say about those guys. That's just why I teed this topic up. It's going to be about me from now on. Uh, there is, um, there is a, a kind of a, a blindness and uh, and a uh, aggressiveness that comes with um, with a little too much ego. Uh, again, I'm not talking about them anymore. Several years ago, when I was doing daily uh, per- segments for the NRA, uh, and I had done a, uh, my own show for the NRA called uh, Hot Mike for three months as a test, and they wanted to extend it. And I knew what they were paying some other people. And I had an idea of what I thought I wanted for the show. And I went in with that offer. And... Um, they just said no. It's so far out of the park that uh, that we're not even, we're not even on the same page. Uh, significantly less than other offers that we've heard bandied around for the last couple of days, anyway. But in any event, going making that offer, putting in the bid that that I put in, I was just consumed by ego. You know, uh, not the good kind of pride, not the kind of pride you have in your accomplishments. Puffy pride, you know, me that kind that that kind of pride. And um, while NRA TV has uh, not exactly blossomed uh, since then, I look back on that as one of the great lessons of my life and one that I'm, I, I still maintain a fair amount of regret for. Prior to that, by the way, um, I was given an offer to do a certain number of firewalls per firewall. And I turned that down, too, because I didn't think it was enough money compared to what I'd been making earlier, uh, doing them at PJTV and all the rest of it. I deeply regret that, too. Um, I had a text conversation with uh, one of the parties involved and, you know, I said, I think this is just one of those, um, just speaking for myself, I was in that ego typhoon and, and it spit me out, um, wiser, but poorer. And, um, and he texted me back and said, that's a hard lesson to learn. And I said, is there any other kind? Uh, you know, going, going into this, uh, it's man. If you're going to be an entertainer, it's it's hard to kind of take. Um, I don't want to say it's not. I don't want to use the word ego, um, but I guess I'm going to have to use the word ego uh, because I don't like to think that my ego. I'm consumed by mine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think that's what really what it comes down to. Everybody's going to have a because ego really just means self. You know, ego pretty much means I. That's really mm-hmm. what it means. Um, but you don't want to be self-absorbed. You don't want to be ego-absorbed. Infl- inflated sense of ego. You don't want your sense of me to be greater than what your me is actually worth. Sure. Yeah. You know? And um, now for me, you know, and I don't want to make this, you know, about me, but just I, I'm just using myself as an example and, and from my own personal experience. Even when I when I started doing this, I didn't think of myself as, hey, this is what I'm going to do, you know, doing political commentary. Yeah. I didn't think of myself doing this as a career. I'm the same way, actually. <laughs> right? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a musician. And, um, but I knew that, well, I know that music is being used to, it's, it's a powerful tool uh, influencing the perspective of the country. Um, so I'm like, well, I think there needs to be competition for that. Well, being a musician, you're going to run into pretty much, most musicians you're going to deal with are going to be liberals. And uh, so it's kind of hard to, you know, get a jam session going with these guys. So I just figured I'd go ahead and just start, you know, making commentaries. Because mm-hmm. it's the only way, it, because I didn't, I, I didn't consider myself a political pundit either. I just had a, to get it out, right? That was the same for me. Out, just had man. to get it out. Yeah, I just, just had, had to say to something. Yeah. And uh, it was the only means that I had to do it. But it turned out that when I was doing it, it was effective. Um, that, all that to say this, I was approached uh to come and work for a company, a company that you were working with, PJTV. And they offered me a handsome sum of money to do it. Um, but it wasn't like, oh, this isn't enough. I think I'm worth more than this. I think I'm better than this and all that sort of stuff. I was like, wow, look, man, uh, I, I think even we had this conversation before because I was doing these things you know, out of my living room. Before, people remember as the brick walls. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would get comments about people saying that, hey, man, you, you, you need to do something about your audio and, you, and, you, and your, your, uh, your lighting sucks and your room sucks and, and if sound is terrible and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, look, man, you ain't paying my rent. Don't tell me how to do my stuff. Yeah. You know, and then... I think you contacted me. I was. I was the one who brought, who, who who got them to make you an offer. Right. Yeah, and, thank, I, and, and I want to you. apologize for that. No, no, no. It's, it's all good, man. It's all good. But I think you came to say, like, hey, man, I think we can help. Uh, I think you could use some help with your uh, with your lighting and your audio and stuff like that. And I was like, hey, man, you're not paying my rent. Don't tell me how to do my stuff. And you're like, well, how much is your rent? <laughs> Well, then I'm they started like, paying your rent, and and then you ended up on the um, on the uh, virtual set and so on. You did it did in front of a green screen, mm-hmm. and I, and I remember looking at it. And this is way before I realized that 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 the that YouTube especially values authenticity over production values. But even mm-hmm. then, I thought, you know, you know what? He was he was better in front of the brick wall. Yeah, it's it. it, it it becomes kind of sterile when you're put in front, uh, you know, in front of the green screen. So, and a yeah. lot of people would say, "Man, I, I really liked your, uh, your your brick wall rants." And, and folks need to understand: sometimes you can't keep doing the things that you no. did the way that they love. Sometimes supplies change, and it will change your whole time. It's like going to a restaurant, and you you want your favorite dish, but you know what? If those certain ingredients aren't available anymore, it could be the flipping cheese, right? Yeah, so, man, or, this pizza or- tastes different. More, more to the, uh, just to be a little more precise with the analogy, it's like you can go to your restaurant and keep asking for your favorite thing, right? But your favorite meal. But if nobody else is ordering it anymore, mm-hmm. then they won't stock it. They'll take it off the menu, right? You yeah. can't be the only person to order this thing. And when the and when the 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 public tastes change because YouTube is all public taste. It's always changing. That's why you have '80s music, right? Sounds different than '90s music because tastes change. And when and when the market 
because you do have to look at this at least on some level as a business. When the market changes what it is that they want, you either change with it or you go the way of the you know the of the um, of the wooden you know axle wheel on a on a on a cart. Or or you know like I said, you're gonna have to. Uh, <clears throat> In some fashion, you're just going to have to reinvent the wheel or something. That's like right. That. Yeah, but, that's right. You just got to change or, or or die. That kind of thing. Right. But all that all that to say, Bill, coming back around to ego, um, you know, it wasn't like the offer that they made where it's like, well, I'm I'm too good for that. It's like, hey, well, great. And um, I mean, I I know that Crowder uh, is dismayed about like the kind of contracts were put on him. I can only relate to that to a certain degree. Uh, I don't want to sound like, you know, um, I'm making myself out to be special or spoiled or like uh, anything like that. I didn't really have a lot of constraints put on me uh, at PJTV. I mean, I pretty ha- I pretty much had free reign to do whatever I want wanted within the budget that it had because I had ideas of what I wanted to do also. Right. And you it was mentioned like, that. You yeah, wanted it, to do outdoor skits and, and, and segments and stuff like that. Absolutely, yeah. Right. And, and the most outdoor stuff that they really wanted me to do was like, you know, the the, the man on the street things with a camera. And I was yeah. like, well, man, I don't, I don't really do that. I don't do that either. Yeah, I don't do the man on the street thing. Uh, I, if a person is good at it, more power to them. It just wasn't my wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, but... They didn't have necessarily have the budget for that, and that was fine. But whatever I wanted to talk about, if it concerned me, you know, I was able to do it. Except for you know, like I said, when it came to issues about homosexuality, they didn't want me to talk about that until finally it was like, actually, Zoe, we do need you to talk about it. You talk about whatever you want. Um, so it came out like that, and but even then, I was like, well, hey, you know, uh, since I have the kind of swag to be able to talk about whatever, let's talk. Uh, let's talk more money, or I'm leaving. You know, um, I, I, I didn't. I don't think. I don't think anybody there could ever say that I, w- I, I came off like that. No, you didn't. Um, and 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 I'm I'm glad to hear that didn't infect you because it's infected me. And one of the <laughs> um, repeatedly one of the uh, pithier slogans I've come up with over the years was it takes a while for life to beat the stupid out of you. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. Looking back on the amount of money that I that I basically turned down with their initial offer, and I turned down I'm worth much more than that. I know what you're paying other people. Me, 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 me. I look back on that and I just want to slap myself in the face, you know? I just want to I just want to grab myself by the collar and just slap myself in the face repeatedly until I say, what is the matter with you? Mm. What is the matter with you? And this is what I'm trying to get at, is this, this diseased sense of self-worth. And I'll tell you something else about this too. At least for me, it's it's always been quite temporary, you know? It's not like it's not like I went through life with this attitude. It's just at that moment, at that time, when the negotiations were going on, and I'm looking at, at all these other things, we're trying to figure it out. And and I just wanted to I just looking back on it, I just said, You you're you idiot, you know? What you, what you walked away from. Yeah. Um because you because you had this because what you walked away from because you were looking at what other people were getting paid, right? And and I've always lectured against this. This this experience is one of the things that got me to talk about that example of if you work in an insurance company and the boss gives you a $250,000 bonus and how cheery, how happy you are and over the moon until you find out he gave everybody else a $500,000 bonus, which case all of a sudden now you're angry and bitter at this extra quarter of a million dollars that landed on your lap, right? So So this is to some degree human nature and and I think probably people who are in um, the entertainment business where you are the product, yeah. that's an important distinction, right? That's that's one of the things that makes it so hard for uh, people in entertainment to negotiate. That's why they have agents when most yeah. people generally do their own negotiation. It's virtually impossible to, to talk about yourself and, and what your dollar value is when you are the product. Right. But since I was the product 
And since I had an opinion of what I was doing and how I was doing it relative to the other people on the channel and what they were getting paid, I just got really huffy. And I wanted it all now too. You know, it's not like I could have, I, I could have done, I could have gone with their, with their offer and done another five months, six months would have been much better off than I am now. And then with, you know, with the numbers in the bank, I could have, I could have renegotiated it, but, but it wasn't about, it, there was, here's what I'm trying to get at with this whole topic. So there's nothing rational about what I did, right? Nothing. There's nothing rational about it. It was all sheer emotion and outrage and, 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 and I'm deeply offended. Uh, you know, just, just this childish stuff, this, this petty, silly, nutty thing. And it's not just, uh, it's not just a detachment from reality. I was angry, mm. you know? And I've seen a little bit of that in this recent kerfuffle, which I like to keep nameless, you know. So, so I'm not judging anybody except for myself. Having been there at least on two different occasions, I look back on it and look at it as a kind of a fever. Like I was like, like I'd had malaria or something, you know, and I, and I was talking about, you know, about, about jaguars coming through the tent or something, you know, and I'm like, oh. it's like, Bill, sorry, you, you know, just, it's calm down. So, I saw him everywhere. You're sick. Just relax. You'll be okay. And I you know, I took a couple of things away from um, from Crowder's video, and and I'm, I'm, I'm and relating to what you're you know talking about, and when we look back on you know the behaviors that we had, um, starting off like with the um, with you know Crowder assuming that you know he's self made. Uh, that's kind of like a takeaway that I'm a vibe that I'm getting from people is that they're interpreting what he's saying that he's like you know he's self made, uh, and that's what he's putting out there, and. And there's there's some truth to that, because if anybody's going to get behind you and you want to run this business, you're the person in front of the camera and stuff like that. And to some degree, you've got some administrative input on it, but not as much as the 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 the, um, the executing of the content aspect of it. And but at the same time, the the um, the suits behind it, they have to have a product to be able to sell. So and, and, and on Crowder's end. He needs somebody to sell it for him, and it's it's a symbiotic like you know relationship that that you have to have. Um, so you know, I mean, there's some truth to what he's saying, and then and then there's there's some not, and then and he's also presenting this contract and trying to uh, to tell you know younger commentators who are coming up, uh, be careful of stuff like this. And when these people write up these contracts. It's not so much. I mean, a little bit of it can be greed, but a lot of it is is for their protection because of younger, hot headed people who really think that they know everything and feel like they can get away with whatever they want because somebody has approached them and they want to pay you a lot of sum of money. Yeah. And and it's easier for Crowder to say, you know, I mean, he's a millionaire now, right? He's a, he's a millionaire. He's got his millions. It's easy for him to say, hey, be careful of stuff like this and steer away from it because you got these younger ones say, hey, man, I want my shot too. Well, yeah. You know? If somebody, if you're just coming up and you, and you know you're getting a little little heat as a commentator, and somebody offers you money, yeah, to do this, hell yes, I jump on it. I yes. did jump on it, and you right. did too. We both did in 2008. For me at PJTV, somebody said you want to do this and get paid for it. Are you kidding? You, right. Yes, absolutely, yes. Now, when you have these uh, young egomaniacs, well, what do we always say? We got to hit them in the pocket. If you really want to steer how they're going to behave and stuff like that, you got to hit them in the pocket. So you're going to have all these restrictions. You're not going to be able to, this isn't, this isn't a vacation just because you're going to get a lot of money. You know, this isn't going to be like the high life and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You got to work, right? So they're going to put all these conditions in there and probably have to rein in some of these younger egomaniacs, you know, who are going to be coming in. So I understand that too. 
Um, I personally prefer like operating as a free major agent. There's very few people that I really like to work with. That's why I work with BillWiddle.com. Uh, but you know, because some people, they really don't understand what it is that you're trying to do and they forget why they were interested in you in the first place. And now they got you and then they want to go ahead and control how they're going to present you. And it's like, man, you just took all the magic away. Yes. Um, and so probably to wrap this up, I think my media takeaway of this because I happen to be working for uh, the same company right now, working on a on a project for them. When I when I heard the numbers that were involved, I just said, "I I I should have asked for another two zeros on top of the work I'm doing." And then I caught myself, you know, I just like caught myself. It's like, see, this is how you got into trouble in the first place, man. So you got into trouble in the first place. You stay late, golden eggs. They made you an offer. You accepted it, you needed the money, and you took it. It turned out there's a lot more work than I thought that there would be, but that's not their problem. That's your problem. Uh, you could have delivered, speaking for myself, I could have delivered something and had it out the door three months ago and had it been much simpler than what I'm working on now and would have been pretty much exactly what I told them I would give them. So my, my decision... Because I saw so much important stuff that I thought had to be out there. I thought the, I, I really think, for those of you not up on current events, I've been working on a, a series for uh, Daily Wire. Been, this would be my fourth history series for them. This one's called An Empire of Terror, the History of the Soviet Union. And originally, it was just going to be six episodes about each one of the heads of the, of the secret police. But I realized I couldn't tell that story without telling the story of the Bolsheviks. I couldn't tell the story of how, how individuals could go out and murder tens of millions of people unless I, unless I told the story of what kind of a government would unleash a secret police like that. So the, so the amount of work involved for me multiplied by a factor of five, at least that much, at least. And nobody made me do that. And I didn't get any, money, any extra money for it. I didn't ask for any extra money for it. I felt while I was in the process of doing this, once I began to really see what the scope of it was, I felt that, that young people in our country need to know what what socialism does, what socialist totalitarianism does. And I was, I felt that if I'd gone with my original pitch, I would be pulling a punch that needs to be not pulled. And that is, this system is murderous, the system that all you young people are, are, are you know, just, just pining for. So on some level, when I, when I, when I heard these figures, I, I honestly, I just thought they, they offered him, what? Seriously? And again, you just feel that, well, I feel like a chump now, you know? No, no. I This is what I mean by life beating the stupid out of you. Once you have a chance to reflect upon upon how you made an emotional reaction to a, to a business decision and screwed it up, then if you are, you know, after six decades of having the stupid beaten out of you, presumably you'll start to get a little bit smarter, just a little bit. And so rather than me going down this kind of hole of, you know, my God, you know, and right, I'm not, and all of these things, no, 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 no. It's like you made a deal. You were happy with the deal. I'm still happy with the deal. And I needed the money and I took it and I'm, and I am going to be doing I think this is going to be the best work I've ever done. It's going to be really, really good work. And that's always kind of been where my heart is, is, you know, obviously if, if my priority in life was to make more money, I would, I'm sure I could have put my brain to figure out how to do that. I'm not so much interested in making the money as I am in saying the things that need to be said. But 
I don't want anybody to think that I'm judging either one of the two parties here because I do believe in the 11th commandment and I do believe that that both people are are both parties anyway are are brilliant and and necessary and all of that. I'm just trying to make a personal case for people at home who are watching this, especially young people, that when you feel when you feel yourself comparing what you've been offered to what other people are making, you are you are already well down a road you shouldn't be traveling. And and if you if you decide to stay down that road, you are going to end up with an inflated ego that's going to get you into a lot of trouble and you will regret it. And and that's really all I wanted to say about it. Obviously it's a it's a topic and you know we're coming up on 200 shows and need something to talk about. But I do I did want to just stress again that this isn't a commentary on on what's happening out there with these with these two conservative giants. It's a, it's a commentary on what seems to be I'm not judging him either. Again, this is just about me. But but there is a a, a real real poison. That's a better word. A, a, a toxicity of venom that enters your bloodstream when you start getting on that. Well, you know, here's one. Now, look, obviously, you can go too far in the other direction. You can be a complete doormat. You know, here's we'll pay you $200. But, but that never seems to be a problem, right? It's always, it's always like, wow, this is great. And then, and then you start thinking about it. You start looking at where, and, and it's just bad. It's diseased is what it is. Again, speaking for myself. And I tell you what, you know, when it, when it comes to that uh, 11th commandment, you know, thou shall not speak, you know, uh, ill of other, you know, conservatives or Republicans. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I feel like that should only apply when you're behaving like a Republican or behaving like a conservative. If you're letting your ego get the better of you or if you feel like you're more entitled to this or you're not thinking about the greater good and you're only thinking about the money and all that sort of stuff then you cease to behave like a conservative. You've, you've ceased to exercise restraint. You've ceased to, to see the big picture and things like that. So it's like, yeah, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with what the Bible says. And the Bible says iron sharpens iron. And if your brother is stepping out of line, you got to rebuke him, right? And you got to let other folks know too, not gossip or anything like that. Say, look, because even Paul called out Peter, Peter's, and called him out publicly. He said, hey, Peter, you're missing the ball on, you're, you're dropping the ball on this, bro. Right. Hmm. So it's like, you know, I'm going to stick to that because if we don't, that's almost like, I mean, you're, you're, we're not helping each other be better. We're not trying to criticize each other destructively. We, we want to be able to rebuke and love and say, hey, man, this is how we can, this is how we can improve on this. Yep. And I, I, I appreciate, you know, what, uh, you know, Crowder is saying. The takeaway that I got from it was um, his, his concern with big tech and uh, big conservative media. Well, that was a, uh, that was a, that was a cheap shot. Now, well, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was like say for now the cheap shot that I got out of it when when, when Crowder was basically saying that uh, um, you know nobody else was doing this when I was doing that. I was like, hello. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember having that moment too. Like, right. I, 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 Pete, when you were the, when he was the new guy at PJTV, mm -hmm. he was a hot new property. I went down to um, Guantanamo Bay, second trip for me, first trip for him, mm -hmm. and I was talking to the producers about what I would be, what segments I'd be doing down there. And and they told me your your job essentially is to carry S Steve Crowder's bags, you know, and and I remember thinking, well, I don't know what all. <laughs> okay, but look, the guy's built five five million subscribers, right? He's obviously he's he's obviously very effective, and and he's and he's and 
to, to both sides' credit, I don't think anybody's ever argued that he wasn't worth the money. Um, but yeah, your point about about you know no one else. Uh, I, I I basically did this on my own, and and I you know I was the first person to do this kind of thing. It's like, eh. yeah, it's, and and you know, and some people you know because we comment on it, you know, I've I've actually had people say, "Zo, I'm I'm detecting you know um, some jealousy." Like jealousy, just like and, uh, you know, like somebody would say that your job was to carry uh, Crowder's bags. It's like Bill Whittle is not intimidated by this stuff. Bill Whittle suggested I go work. For, he suggested me to PJTV. I did the same thing with Crowder. Okay, when PJTV recruited me and they wanted to have more content like this, I'm the guy who, and instead of saying, well, there's this Crowder guy out there, I'm going to pretend like he doesn't exist and I hope nobody else hears him so I can keep the spotlight to myself. No, yeah, yeah, I yeah. went in there and I was like, hey, if you guys are trying to do more content like this where it's more casual, casually presented conservatism, you might want to check out this Crowder guy. Okay, so there's no jealousy or anything like that. Folks, I'm jealous over my country. I'm jealous yeah, that's over, right. That's, over. That's right. That's you know, what it all comes down to. That's yes. what I was just saying. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, it's like I, I'm, I'm concerned about how these things are being presented and this, this kind of dog eat dogism, you know, that's going on in concern. And like I said, to, to his credit, I think there is something to that because a lot of conservative media is trying. They're starting to act like gatekeepers, and it's almost like they're gonna. They want to make sure that their stable is where people come and flock to. And if you're not in their stable, well, then you know, you don't exist. So it's, it's, it, I've often wondered that myself. And, you know, I can't say that I'm not on a different frequency of where Crowder is coming from with that. Mm. Um, because I have watched these people and they will totally act like you do not exist. Reach out to them. You want to support them and stuff like that. Get away from me, leper. Well, um, I'm a person who's both inside and outside of that uh, organization. And um, there have been many times when I thought, I'm not being treated uh, generously, but it's not their job to treat me generously. Right, right. They're business people, and they're extraordinarily good business people. That's why they have money to pay me instead of the other way around. And I think the, the, the last thing to say on this is, speaking for myself, I don't know why this why this had to go public exactly. I mean, I've done work for them, and they've made offers to me that I've turned down, and and I'm a grown adult and, and I make decisions. And if there's something, you know, it, when, when I signed on the dotted line for these, for these four segments now, I was fully aware of the fact that they're not mine anymore. I don't own them. I'm trying to get a carve out for our members. It'd be nice, you know, so that they could get to see this stuff because God knows it's taken me away from, from the stuff I need to be doing for my own membership. I, and, and I'm still working on that. I don't know if that's going to happen. I would suspect probably not, but, but, but I'm still working on it. But my point is this. comes a point when you have to look at what the words on the paper are saying, and then you decide whether or not you want to make an adult informed decision and make a choice. And if you don't like the choice, that's okay. No one's forcing you to do it, right? But, but, to, but to come back and say that, the, that, that this choice that people put in front of you was outrageous, you know. I, I'm sure. That if I'm, not, I'm not sure. I know. I know that the that the three contracts out before now that I've signed with uh, with them before, now, have not been the kind of contracts I would have written if it had been up to me. But that was the offer, right? And I countered with a couple things, and I got some of them, and I didn't get some of them. But my point is, I took it because. I thought it was in my best interest to take it, and and if I had and, and a couple others I didn't, and that's okay, 
So I don't, I just don't, I just think that the whole taking it out in public and flogging it is, is just, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't see any good coming out of it. Um, and I guess that's ultimately what it's all about, right? I, I have made choices in the past that I deeply regretted because my emotional uh, pride was fully engaged while my rational self, which is considerably wiser now as a result of having trashed a couple of opportunities I should not have trashed, uh, has come to take over. So like everything else that we do on this show, all we're really trying to do is talk about human nature, talk about the kind of um, fault lines that lie in the human heart. I mean, we talk about the virtue signal, but the, obviously the, the half of what we do is talk about vice, right? You can't talk about virtue unless you can talk about what's presenting, preventing you from being virtuous. And in this case, for me, it was just untrammeled, nasty pride. And, and I just want to say one final time as we wrap this up, these, these are my my comments on my own behaviors, right, and my own perspective on things got nothing to do with these other two parties. I'm not speaking for them, nor am I trying to. Uh, I think they're both uh, geniuses and talented, uh, very effective uh, champions of the cause that I believe in. And so, and so there it is. But just, just as a show topic for the people watching the show, I wanted people, especially young people, to be aware of the fact that you can, in fact— You, it's a, like a, I, I think the best example, as I said, is it's a kind of a, it's a kind of a fever. You know, it really is. It's like being in malaria and having and having um, hallucinations. Because that's the only way I can describe the way that I felt when I went through it. No, I hear you, man. It's it's um, you know, there's. I don't want to be. I don't. I definitely don't want to be the guy who's like conspiratorial about what these people are doing. But it's one of those things where it's 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 just evident. Uh, when you when your numbers are dropped down like that, and I don't expect any other platform to do any promotion for me, uh, you know, uh, uh, how, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for for free? <laughs> I don't I don't expect that. But usually, like a, like say for instance, you know, it's like a, it's their stable, it's their commentators and stuff like that. People that you want to support and people that who are always asking me about them. Say, hey, what do you think of this person? What do you think of that person? And, you know, it's like let them know. And like you're asking me about them. Do you ask them about me? And these people like to pretend like I do not exist, as if they were the first ones on the scene mm-hmm. doing these things. Uh, and of course, they want to act like that because it affects their brand. So you know, the I, fact that they can't, but the fact that they can't see that they weren't is what I'm talking about. They're in the middle of this emotional kind of delirium, you know, where you're so busy trying to present your own side, your own case, right? That you that you just plain lose, just just lose. This is contact with with what actually is going on. Yes, yes, and and what does that is is pride. Yeah, pride and ego. Yeah, there we go. That's why we're that's why we're calling the show ego. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm sure not about to make that mistake again, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, parenthetically, by the way, for those of you out there who are uh, BillWiddle.com members, uh, membership prices have, have risen now to $999 each per person per month, and I hope you won't find that uh, you know. Uh, too much of a burden on you, but I've taken a look at the value of what the show is uh, is all about, and I think and that's an appropriate price for for this. And I'm expecting our membership to continue to rise uh, astronomically as we uh, go forward into this bright new future. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I really should have. They should be some adults in charge here. Um, 
That'll do it for this edition of the Virtue Signal made possible by the members at BillWhittle.com. We don't have as many members as they do, but they sure are fine, fine people. And one of the things that's most wonderful about them is that they insist that, that we don't do anything, that we don't keep anything under wraps specifically as a present for our members. It's our members who said, no, we want all of this stuff to get out there. Excellent people. We're very proud of all of you, very grateful for all of you as well. For Alfonso Rachel, I'm Bill Whittle. We'll see you next time right here on The Virtue Signal.